0: into today's program and oh my goodness they're one game away one game away can you believe it happy new year to everybody by the way and uh what a what a weekend it was uh it was a terrific time a lot of good football the college football playoffs have lived up to everything we thought they would be and uh the uh, the game yesterday for the green bay packers was uh, i'm gonna come on today's show saying i was wrong I, I was wrong. I We talked about it yesterday on the Green and Gold Postgame Show, for those of you that uh, paid attention to it, but I was wrong. I, uh, I told everybody going into that game yesterday, I just had a bad feeling. I picked the Packers uh, to lose Wednesday night when we do our picks during the huddle. Thursday, when Ben and I uh, do our picks against the spread, we talked a little bit about this Packers game, and then again on Friday when Mike Clemens was on, Mike said, nope, I feel good about it. I said, no, I don't. I thought, you know what, between... Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they pick up Hawkinson. Uh, obviously, the running back tandem uh, of Dalvin Cook and, and Madison, and all the weapons, and Kirk Cousins is playing really well. And I thought, nope, no, I just, I, I'm not going to jump. The Packers are winning games, but I, 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 I got to wait. They got to put that stamp on something. And I just didn't feel good about it. I thought, you know, it, it's probably going to end up being some kind of a shootout, maybe 33 30, 33 28. I just, I didn't think the Packers would win that game. And man, man, was I wrong? Um, now the offense did not play great. Let, let's start there. The the way the Packers right now are getting it done is their defense is getting turnovers, going all the way back to the game against the Bears. The defense is getting turnovers. Uh, they're putting the offense in good field position. The offense is scoring. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I think in in the last four or five games. Uh, The Packers have like eight punts. It's like something crazy stupid. I was kind of going through some stuff and counting it up this morning. uh, And then I thought, well, why? Because the offense isn't punching a ball in on a consistent basis. And it's basically because the defense has been so good and the special teams have been so good. Because the defense is getting stops and Keyshawn Nixon and the special teams have been giving them good returns and the ball damn near midfield. Their, their starting position's been right around like their own 40 on average. So they've been really good. They haven't had to go far to get points, so which is fantastic, which is, which is you know, it, <laughs> this is everything we thought it would be at the beginning of the season. It's just now starting to really happen. Um, but I want to I, I take today to at least start off today, okay, without even getting into the Lions side of things because that's where all the analysts are going to go because this morning already, uh, you know, people are saying, look, Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. The Lions, even after they got rid of Hawkinson, they're clicking, they're firing on all cylinders. They use two tight ends. Amrah St. Brown has become a stud. I mean, they have got a lot of different things they do, and they do it extremely well. Their offensive line has really become solidified. Uh, Goff doesn't get sacked a ton. You know, so all of that, all of that helps, Right. But I want to want to start today because this is going to pain a lot of people. Uh, there's there's this if if you if you feel like you need to wear a cup today to listen to this show or at least the first part of it, go go put it on now. I'll, I'll give you a minute. Ben Kenny, how you doing today? Oh, good. Um, coupless, I guess. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, if you know if you got the stones to withstand it, the kick to the groin today, I, that's okay. But I, I, we got to do something, and it's going to be painful. Okay. I'm okay. interested to hear what it is. I'll, I'll jump right into that pool now that everybody's got the cup on. Um, I went back and watched that game, part of it last night when I got home and part of it this morning, and then I thought, okay, let me see if what I saw was real. And sure enough, this morning, a couple of different people confirmed it. Joe Barry had a hell of a scheme yesterday. Let that sink in. Joe Barry had a hell of a scheme. Basically, um, Jair followed Justin Jefferson, and what they did was, most of the time they were cover two or cover three, and they had Jair on. I think it was three to four occasions. He just hit Jefferson at the line of scrimmage, like just reach up and 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 not punched him, but just kind of gave him a what for. And threw him off of his rhythm a little bit. Okay? So, that was one. Two was played a lot of cover two and cover three. And he was moving safeties and coverage in that direction of Justin Jefferson. Thus, the fact that Hawkinson got free so much over the middle and crossing routes. Which, by the way, two or three times yesterday, Quay Walker in two different coverages, three three different coverages, two on Hawkinson, one on uh, Justin Jefferson, did a really good job. I mean, if he ever develops, and you would assume he would, but if he ever develops a move to be able to really become a run-stuffer as well, oh, my God, that, that guy might be one of the best finds for middle linebacker in the Packers uh, organization in a long, long, long time. So, kudos to him. But they, they did a lot of coverage movement. It wasn't always press man. It, some of it was zone, but what they did was is they rolled bracket coverage. They basically had him Jair on his side of the field, but they rolled coverage most of the time in Justin Jefferson's direction to say, look, you're not going to beat us. We're going to disrupt your route, but we're also going to bring a blitzer or the, the front four got it done a lot yesterday, kind of on their own, but they would bring a blitzer every now and then, or they would bring... Uh, a linebacker up the line and fake the blitz the linebacker would drop back and then they would bring an extra outside from 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 the outside pressure so i mean they just mixed it up and and this we hadn't seen this pretty much all season long not not to this level and one of the things that i thought was rather interesting after the game and i don't know if mike so i i hate to speak out of turn here i don't know if mike clemens said it on the air or if mike clemens said it when we were driving home last night, and I apologize. And if Mike didn't say it on the air, then I apologize, but I'm going to spill the beans anyway. Mike was talking about some of the guys in the locker room saying, hey, you know, with this man coverage and Justin Jefferson, like, we didn't do a lot of just, you know, go out and get press man. And Mike said, "What what do you mean? They said, we just got everybody on the same page. Guys are talking now. We made everybody commit. Everybody's got everybody's cell phone number, so now they're texting each other. Hey, man, what do you think about this? Hey, what do you think about that? Hey, did you do this? They're talking in individual meetings. They're forcing them all to sit down together, and talk and 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 at practice and bringing everybody together. Not just like the D backs or or the linebackers. You know, they're bringing everybody together, and it's created this. This, they're all buying in. They all got each other's backs now. Before, remember, there was the, ah, I'm just going to do my thing. again there was some freelancing going on. And that just doesn't work. And now, it, you know, at, at least coming out of that locker room last night, some of the guys are saying, uh, nah, you know, we're, 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 we got each other's back. We, we're good. You saw it yesterday. There was at one point in time Rasul Douglas and Rudy Ford uh, it was a crossing pattern to Hawkinson, and Hawkinson was going left to right. Came across. It was kind of like a six-yard pass. It was nothing big, but immediately Rudy Ford popped up and was pointing at Rasul. Rasul came over to him, and then they brought in after the play. Now I don't know if the television showed it, but they brought in after the in comes Amos, and Amos came up to the to the to the you know the the little you know duo huddle there, if you will. Amos came up, and then he was pointing like, "No, you have this guy. You got this guy. No, you're." And they're nodding like, "Okay, yeah, you're right." Okay, it was just a different level of communication and of, uh, of, uh, of team. I guess my. For, I, I don't want to sound cliche and hokey, but they bought in to whatever Joe Barry was selling, and that that defense played magnificently last night. Now, the field had something to do with it. There was a lot of slipping going on last night. I mean, a lot of slipping going on last night. The 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 Vikings weren't used to it. They play on a really steady, every day, no problem turf, where you know what your footing is, and there's not a lot of give. Last night there was give. It was moist. It was it was a it was a like a moist, misty, rainy morning, and then the field you know the field was nice. It was in good condition. It just it was chunking, and they were slipping a lot. You know, I saw uh, there was a couple of times Justin Jefferson slipped. One time, uh, KJ Osborne slipped. Uh, another time, Kirk Cousins slipped, going back, dropping back, bit to pass. They had to change cleats quite a bit. But the 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 job that Joe Barry did for all the time, and I'm going to be fair because I don't I don't like Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator. I gave him a lot of credit last year because he deserved it. But I still never like the pick. Okay? Let me say that. But I I really I what he put together and what he got everybody to buy into coaches, players, everything. It worked. It worked. And I, I'm you know what? I'm you know, people are saying, well, it's probably a product of of Jerry Gray. No, no, I stop. If you're going to rip the defense and give Joe Barry all the grief, then when they play well, you got to give them the credit, okay? You got to give them the credit. So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fall into that trap because I think it's unfair. You got to be real. And they had a they had a terrific defensive scheme. Now, between the defense and special teams, you talk about, you know, scoring points. Yeah. I mean, when all three phases score, it's It makes life so much easier, so much easier. And that's what they did last night. So kudos to the Packers, man. Uh, I just, (laughs) it it was uh, Keyshawn Nixon. I was watching him warm up prior to the game and all the trainers and and the general manager, everybody was out on the field uh, for him and Christian Watson. Christian Watson, not a great game. Just didn't look right still. And plus, uh, he was over four early on in the game. Uh, the, the one pass he had was basically at his feet. He got both hands on it. Should have been a catch, but it was a drop. It would have been a tough catch, but it was a drop. Uh, then he had one over the top, it hit him in the hands and you got to pull that in, dude. Son, if you're listening, you got to pull those in. Cause that could be the difference between going, advancing in the postseason or sitting at home. You got to pull them in, man. If they hit you in the hands, you got to pull it in. Other than that, the other two pass, he was just deep all the time. It was just you know, third and short, fourth and short, just go deep. I I, I don't understand. I still have issues with Matt LaFleur in the play calling. I There are times in that game, Aaron Jones gashed him for two, for like 12 yards, seven yards, four yards, 12 yards, 11 yards. And next thing you know, Audi, they get down inside the 10, out he comes. Let's put in A.J. Dillon. I. I I'm like, what? And not only did they pull him, I thought, you know, okay, pull him out for a play, and then he goes back in. Maybe he's tired. You know, get a thing of Gatorade. Okay, water, good. Go back in. No, he comes over. They put a jacket around him. Gatorade. He goes to the other end of the bench. It's like, okay, you're done, son. Go sit down, and uh, we'll bring you in when we need you. I'm, I, I was, what? What? Man, the floor. What are you doing? You outthought yourself. And then they ended up saying, settling for a field goal. I, I, I just, some of the play calling is baffling. The, the Basically being in shotgun all the time, uh, the, eliminating your play action. And I've said it time and again, Aaron Rodgers is one of the best play action fakers there is. And you just take that portion of the game away from him. It is the dumbest thing, and I don't understand why he does it, but he does. I, I, it, you're going to live with it. And I, I know what's going to happen is come the end of the season when they eventually falter, I'm going to say it's mainly because the offense still isn't right. As much as we've looked at this team and said, you know what? They're running the football better. They're, they're chunking up yards uh, over 120 yards a game over the last four or five games. I mean, they didn't run the ball great against Miami. Aaron, Aaron Jones only having three touches in the first half of that ball game was ridiculous. I know he has the ankle issue, but come on, man. Not even having him on the field at times. Unless he was really hurting, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You always take your most dynamic players out of key situations, and I never understood that. I never understood it. That's like running a race and running a race and running a race, and then just for your final pit stop, changing tires from the the big slicks you would normally run down to bicycle tires. Why? And then saying go run as fast and as far. It just doesn't make sense. But that's what Matt LaFleur does. That's what he does. I had more of a problem yesterday with Matt LaFleur in the play calling than I did with Joe Barry in the defense. But otherwise, that was an ass-kicking. That was an ass-kicking. We talked about it prior to the game. We said two things that are going to have to happen. Two things in this game. One is pressure on on Kirk Cousins. And two, got to be able to run the football. Get the ball back in the hands of Aaron Jones. As a matter of fact, in Miami, they had only three touches in the first half last week for Aaron Jones, last night the first five straight plays were designed for Aaron Jones, uh, a couple of runs, a couple of passes out of the backfield, and then another run. So they 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 it's like the overcorrection, and it worked. And you were moving the football, and then you pull them out. And you, you know I get it if it's fourth and one or third and one, and you're going to plunge it into the end zone, and you're going to run. You know, AJ Dillon, or damn it, you know, put AJ Dillon in a, in a fullback position or a, a dualback situation. And then if you want to plunge him in, go ahead. But you got to have the ability to be able to say, hey, look, if I have to, I can either hit Big Dog, or I can hit Tanyan, or I can hit Watson, or Romeo Dubs, or, or Randall Cobb. But I got to be able to hit one of my most dynamic receivers. That Aaron Jones coming out of the backfield. I gotta have the ability to have one of my most my, my most dynamic playmakers on the field. That that is mind numbing. Otherwise, you could have won that game fifty to seventeen. It, it just it frustrates me sometimes. But that's where I stand today. You gotta give gotta give Joe Barry a little bit of credit. So that being said, today. We're going to open it up. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. Find Ben Kenny at Ben Z. Kenny. Sorry, I had a big sneeze coming. At Ben Z Kenny over on Twitter. You can find us on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash the Bill Michael Show. YouTube is simply YouTube.com. Slash Bill Michaels show. Same thing on Twitch TV. Email the program, TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, over on the website, which is simply TheBillMichaels.com. And uh, you can listen to all our takes and re listen to the program and such. Uh, on Spotify, you can listen to us on uh, Apple iTunes, you can listen to us on Google Podcasts. I want to say thanks to everybody listening to us all throughout the network, which continues to grow. We appreciate it. Uh, to our fine friends in Madison, uh, at our flagship station, our friends in Milwaukee as well. that Listen on the Big 920. Spread the word to your friends. I can't believe that there's still people in Milwaukee that walk up and go, where are you at? Like, uh, we've been on Big 920 for a long time. They don't spend any money on us, and they don't promote us at all. But uh, we, we're, doing, we're doing pretty well. So find us over there at 920 a.m. on your dial in Milwaukee. And, and spread the word to your friends. And then you can find us in Green Bay. You can find us in Menominee Marinette, in Viroqua, all over the great state of Wisconsin. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, open up the phone lines. We're going to be at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill coming up on Wednesday night. The Bill Michaels Huddle is back. We're going to be down at the Mecca, down in the Deer District. Hopefully, you can join us. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Thanks to Bud Light, another terrific year on tap of 2023. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome in one, welcome in all, oh, my goodness, what a day. The Green Bay Packers whooped up on the Minnesota Vikings in every phase of that game yesterday. With one faux pas, and that was the uh, the blocked punt. And then the defense came to the rescue after the uh, Vikings recover on the Packers' one-yard line. The Vikings, after three straight plays, lost yardage. Lost yardage. And had to settle for a field goal. That was a huge turn of events in favor of the Green Bay Packers, even after such a de- de- depressing moment in which special teams failed in that sense. And then right after that, uh, they got it back after the Vikings go up 3-0. Then it was Keyshawn Nixon off to the races for 105 yards, plunging it into the end zone. And the Packers really never looked back after that. They were just uh, on the uh, on the run. Uh, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Let's bring in Eric Brancheck now, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, joining us uh, on the hotline. Eric, um, I want to start with the defense because uh, all the talk was about Jair coming into this game and about covering Justin Jefferson. And I thought, and as much as I ripped Joe Barry, I give him a lot of credit for the way that they, they came about and uh, not only put Jair on Justin Jefferson for the majority of the game, but also rolled protection and coverage in that direction as well and really had a solid game plan.
1: Which is, thanks a lot for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, happy New Year, by the way.
0: You too, pal. Um,
1: I I just, you know what? I, I, I totally agree with you. And and here's the deal is for me was this guy is played. This is the way we play coverage. We don't move our guys around. We're going to play in zone. And um, that's, it, everything they did was like against what they say they do or what their beliefs are. By keeping Jair on um, and playing so much man press coverage uh, was was interesting. I mean, it was really interesting to see how they went out and did it, and it, it happened right away in the first series. That they were they were not they were they were coming out and we we're going to play man and we're going to beat you up. And that was, I think, the way that when you watch the game or watch. The games coming into it, that this was the way that they had to play. And it's the first time they did it all year. And, you know, shocked a few people, I think, for certain on the sidelines of Minnesota. But, uh, you know, fans and people watching were like, what? This is different. And maybe, maybe it kind of shined light on what, you know, what this, you know, and and I guess we all think about it this way they got one of the best cornerbacks in the league and they just waste them playing zone all the time. I don't think that's his forte. His forte is to, is to get in the guy's face and uh, he's got speed where if he does get beat by a step or two, by the time the ball gets there, he's gonna get back into it. And he can jump, not Sam Shields jump or Williams jump, but he can do enough that he's, you know he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league and they just feel like he's one of those those weapons that they just kept in the trunk the entire season and now they've got to wake up and if they're gonna try and make this run, and get and win a playoff game. That's how they're going to have to play. They're going to have to look at each team and play it the way that they see fit. And uh, you know, every team that they play going forward is going to have, you know, you don't get in the playoffs if you got a bad offense. And I, uh, be I with the Lions next week, and that's not easy. They got good, right. they got good receivers.
0: I like the fact that Jair on, on numerous occasions yesterday actually hit Justin Jefferson at the line of scrimmage uh which is not something you often see and most of people are trying to uh, you know kind of backpedal right away as to not allow him to get past you and instead jair actually hit him and try to disrupt the route a little bit as well now you know some will say well he had safeties rolling in his direction so you're okay with that because you can be aggressive knowing you got safety help but nine times out of ten you got safety help anyway in some way shape or form but i like the fact that he played aggressive and I know the whole you know fluke thing got blown out of proportion, but I like the fact that he just went after him yesterday and said, "Look, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do this, we're gonna walk the walk," and that's what they did.
1: Right, for sure. And I, and, and let's let's be 100 percent honest. The the playing surface also helped the Packers a little bit too, and that's yes. the thing that nobody there are very few people talking about it that that was going to be an issue. And and you know you got a indoor team. Another indoor team coming here next week, and that's going to help the Packers, too. Um, that you got, you know, and, 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 and you're right. That's the one thing that, that, you know, for me, was why you got these receivers that are killing you. Why are you not beating them up on the line of scrimmage? Make them get off the ball. That's the one thing that, you know, that made Adams what he was. He wasn't a, uh, you know, a 4-2 guy or 4-3 guy. He got open because he was so good off the ball. And teams kept trying to do it to him. He kept making them look silly, and you know what? They weren't expecting it, and that's what they did. And they played tight everywhere; it was very tight. And that was it was very, very good to see them switch up things. So, all the people that probably are were hoping that Joe Barry is going to be coaching somewhere else next year after last night. He's probably back, right?
0: I thought that well, that's that's another whole <laughs> question for another day. But uh, I I thought it was interesting. Mike Clemens had come out of the locker room and talked about some of the guys and and the style of which they played uh, defense. And some of the guys were saying, "No, we just they got together uh, a few weeks back and they got together as a defense." and guys were texting each other they're asking questions they're talking as a group rather than individuals uh, you know playing for whether it's defensive backs or, or linebackers or outside linebackers or whatever they're talking as an entire d- defensive unit and they're asking questions together and i even noted yesterday rudy ford and Rasul douglas they looked like they got into a mix-up. and Like, they started looking at each other. And in, in runs Adrian Amos to basically say, no, 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 you got this guy. This is what happened. You know, and it was all of a sudden, like, all the guys are nodding. You, you don't see that. You know, you normally see guys, like, pointing and then walking away. And instead it was like, okay, we're all on the same page now. We get it. It seems like something since that fourth quarter of that Bears game has clicked.
1: I would agree with you. and And they are playing, I guess the part that I like, the best part about it is they're just playing so much more aggressive when the ball gets thrown um, instead of all standing around waiting for them to catch it and tackle it. And that's kind of the premise with, with uh, uh, pass coverage and you're playing zone is just, you know, they're going to catch some, but just make sure you tackle them. And um, it, that didn't hasn't been working. And I think primarily because they haven't gotten good pressure. And one of the things you saw now, the Vikings had a uh, uh, third string corner or center in the game. Uh, after the first series, I believe, and you know everyone you know the everybody talks about how the secondary and Jerry or Alexander and all that stuff, but you look at a lot of those throws, that pocket was non-existent. I mean, they didn't bring cousins down a lot, but they made sure that he had to move off a spot or he, or his throws weren't just um you know standing back there and, and taking his time. he had to he took some shots after the ball was delivered and threw some balls you know, off balance a little bit. And that's all the things that that's how you get interceptions. That's how you get big plays in the secondary is when the quarterback is not just standing back there, just when his back foot hits his drop, that he lets the ball go. He's got to, you know, look around. And there were some times that he probably could have got Jefferson, but the rush was on him and he had to move around and throw the ball a little bit wonky. And that's, that's how, that's how it goes. And, and so, you know, hats off as as much as I think people want to look at the secondary, the, the, the front four, Really did mm-hmm. a nice job of making sure that, that that cousin didn't just have a chance to sit back there and crack a beer.
0: Now, the special teams obviously good and bad, getting the punt block bad. Uh, obviously, Keyshawn Nixon in his return, I was watching him yesterday as everybody. It was really interesting because not only was the medical staff out there, the trainers were out there, and so was the general manager watching Christian Watson and Keyshawn Nixon go through their paces. Uh, early on yesterday and uh, and Keyshawn Nixon I thought looked really really good so I thought there's no way he's not going to play I was a little more concerned about Watson because he just didn't look like he had the same zip but Keyshawn Nixon the big 105 yard return the one Achilles heel uh, to me still is even though they're running the football at times, they try to outthink themselves, or Matt Lafleur does with his play calling, and it bothers the hell out of me. They had a drive in which early on in that game, Aaron Jones is left, he's right, he's he's chunking yards, thirty yards worth of racking up in that in that series, and then he pulls him, and uh, uh, you know, first and ten, first and goal from about the nine, and next thing you know, it's AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon, pass, pass, wide out, you know, and then it goes for not. Uh But the offense still is not fully operational right now. What needs to happen, in your opinion?
1: Great question. I think it's it's a great question. First of all, let's talk about Watson. Watson, like I was chatting with people all last week, if he's 75 80%, he's on the field. Because it changes things. And you saw that happen when they, they would put him in motion uh, along the side, you know, going in um, <clears throat> right close to the snap of the ball, they put him in motion. So the defense is thinking, oh, here comes that stinking jet sweep and you saw the linebackers move with him and then they run up the other way or they run play action pass the other way. And he was a decoy and he loosens up the secondary just because of him going out there. And that helps. And they safety's got to go to his side and they got to take an angle to cut him off rather than first step forward and looking to run. So that is a big, that was a big thing. And he didn't have a big game. I don't think I, at least I didn't expect that he had the one bad drop. Uh, but the other ones were, um, you know, they were just off, and that's probably because he wasn't 100% and able to get underneath the ball like he normally could and all that stuff. But here's my issue, with too. You know, the personnel grouping is the personnel grouping, but really, you're going to run 28 wide on a, th- mm-hmm. on a third down play or a fourth right. down, and you run him wide? That's I'm not so sure that's the right decision there. Or it's third and one fourth and one and you run three guys and there's no one at the sticks you know i mean i get it you got a four i mean i get it you got a four-time mvp who's used to throwing those balls and they want to get the kill shot and the big hero play but you know i think and on occasion third and short just pick up the sticks just 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 get past the sticks now that doesn't always have to be a big giant play and i I think they got them a little bit, and, and, you know, as they go further against the Lions, for sure, you can score points. Um, They got to – I think they got to throttle that back a little bit and just pick up first downs. Uh, uh,
0: Aaron Rodgers uh, even said after the game, he said, look, I haven't played my best football. What is what is off with Rodgers right now? There are times where he just looks good and, and he does Aaron Rodgers stuff, man. He can drop it in the bucket with a flick of a wrist and it's amazing. Then there's times that it, it, you look at him like, what the hell was that? A couple of passes yesterday I thought were thrown at the ankles, thrown you know short. What What is it with Aaron Rodgers right now do you see film-wise that would tell you this is what has to be fixed for him to go back to being Aaron Rodgers? Or is it a matter of just getting even more familiar with the guys that he's working with?
1: Well, that's that's a great question. Here's the, the difference between the two quarterbacks yesterday. Cousins cousin stood in the pocket and took it on many cases. And, and true, you know, I, there's just something about the guy you just really, for me anyway, maybe I'm the only one, but it's just hard to like him. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. hard to like him as a quarterback, as a leader of your football team. And um, with Rodgers, he's certainly, you know, not, this, I think, People don't love him like they used to, and all that stuff, but I and but all that, whatever. But the reality is, 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 you know, he's 39 years old, things hurt a little bit more, and you know, he doesn't stand in there that much. And, and sometimes I think he's just got to stand in there and take the shot to get the, the, the ball off rather than get that sack. And, um, you saw it last week, and, and where he, you know, could have got a ton and got sacked. Uh, you know, when you play in playoff football and if there's no tomorrow you're gonna have to get sacked you're gonna have to take the hit and stand in there and throw that ball deliver that ball where it needs to be knowing you're gonna get clubbed and you know i think that's that's kind of the difference right now he just looks to be playing a little bit cautious um and you know if you can get by and win with it go for it but as the season draws to an end and it you know after if they can get by the lions there's no tomorrow, and there really isn't. There's no tomorrow even after next weekend. So he, they're going to have to really, really uh, focus on their play calling and making sure that, hey, third and one, fourth and one, we're going to go for it and be aggressive. That's great. But, you know, maybe we should have an outlet receiver and not having three guys 15 yards downfield.
0: Right. That's another mind-numbing thing. It's third and short, fourth and short, and it's an all-go. I, 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 it's unbelievable. I don't understand that play call. Is that and, and everybody wants to know, is that Rodgers or is that Matt LaFleur? Rodgers has said numerous times throughout the season, I'm not calling the plays. I get an either or. And he said, I like the play call, but I'm not calling the plays. Matt LaFleur has said time and again, I'm the one calling the plays. So if that's true, then Matt LaFleur's got to look in the mirror and go, what the hell are you doing?
1: Right. Because you're not going to always have a pick six and a uh, 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 kickoff return in the first quarter. I mean, you they're going to have to do something and you see it. all. It's, 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 it's not a one-off. I mean, this is something that's been going on all season long that They're short and they're going, they're running verticals. And I understand, I get it. But my guess is if we do the numbers and put the pen to paper and crunch the numbers that a five yard out is a higher com- percentage completion than a, than a, uh, a nine going up to 25 yards up the field. That's just me. And, I, and i'm a runner guy anyway but you know i'd, I'd prefer them put the ball on the ground than, than to uh to throw it up and especially in that situation i just wish that you know that when you're looking at this and you see the play calling it just is like i understand if you were on to run two verts on third and one or fourth and one because safeties are probably going to be climbing that ladder and getting close to the line of scrimmage so you know i understand it but Where's the tight end? How come your tight end's not at yeah. 10 yards or five yards or sneaking running back out just to try to pick up, you know, move the sticks? I mean, in bigger games, now that they all have a lot of meeting, it just seems like that's a smart way to do it than just relying on, you know, a nine going up the sideline. That it just it doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: Real quick, uh, next week obviously it's Detroit, and Detroit is a vastly better offense, in my opinion, because there's so much more balance. They use both tight ends. Amra St. Brown has become a stud. Jared Goff doesn't turn the ball over. Give me your thoughts.
1: We're playing outside; that's going to be a big factor, and um, they're going to have to be really strong. But but uh, on defense, which I think they'll be okay. But I, I I think that the most important thing is is they're going to have to they're going to have to keep that scoreboard lit up and keep pressure on golf. Cause I think golf will make the mistake, uh, especially playing outside slick ball, slick surface. They're going to have, they're going to have a little bit of trouble on offense for sure. So you got to keep the pressure on them and make sure that they're they're dropping five steps and they're throwing the ball up and get to them. Um, but it all is going to be, it's going to be one of those games where your offense is your best defense. And they got to, the, and they've proven that they can go out there on slick surface and run. I mean, I think mean, Jones and Dillon and, um, um, are both, they're kind of like mudders, you know? Crappy weather, it doesn't matter. They still well go out there and play. And they're effective. They don't slide around. They're not slipping. Um, I, I, And, you know, and if it does get to a bad situation, you get Jones and just pound it up the middle. Um, so I, I think this game, more than ever, the offense is going to have to be the, the one driving the force. So you can't rely on special teams of defense to win this ballgame.
0: Good stuff, bud. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, and uh, next week we're going to hopefully be talking about a win and a postseason berth, and we'll go from there, okay?
1: Oh, man, that'd be something, huh?
0: Wow. Right, I know. It'd be, uh, Never thought it. Yeah, I, I'm the one that proclaimed them dead weeks ago, so I'll gladly eat my words on this one. Appreciate it, bud. Talk to you soon. Yeah.
1: Take care.
0: There you go. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a few minutes. I know we went long, but it's good stuff. And uh, like I said, that's one of the things today that you know i after that lions game i pretty much said this team's dead dagger done uh watch the rest of the season kind of unfold but it's it's all going to be about at what point do you play jordan love what are they going to be drafting and give this Packers team all the credit in the world. Myself and many others, they're making eat their words, and I'll gladly, gladly, gladly do so. 877-867-1670. Don't forget, coming up on Wednesday night this week, we're going to be live down at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill in the Deer District, downtown Milwaukee, across from the Pfizer Forum. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle, and it's brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate,
1: subscribe.